Is the word rapture really in the Bible? And is your faith sealed if you miss the rapture? Tonight we're going to separate fact from fiction on the last Christian radio show. Welcome to the Last Christian Radio Show with your hosts, Brother J.D. Williams and Brother T.L. Farley. It's now time to grab your Bible as prophecy brings into focus the events playing out on the world stage at incredible speed, right before our very eyes, and exactly as was foretold. Well, good evening, everybody. And yes, we did just pop in. And I wanted, I did that on purpose tonight to let you know that things can happen just in the blink of an eye, at the twinkling of an eye. My name is J.D. Williams, and I am the CEO of Ustreamit.net and your host for this presentation of The Last Christian. But joining me also is my co-host, Mr. T.L. Farley in Dallas, Texas, and Terry, we have a very important discussion tonight, probably the most important one that we have ever had on the last Christian radio show. So first of all, say hello to the audience, and then we're going to get to business. Hello, audience. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist, you know. I, I understand. <laughs> I truly do. Terry, the rapture the question that is always asked is, is the rapture really in the Bible? There is a lot of debate. People don't want to believe it's there. You have spent 40 years on this topic. And for those that don't know, Terry has written three books, but the one that I'm speaking of is Blast Off or Piamore, which is now in its fifth edition. It's not about what happens before the rapture of the church. It's not about what happens after the rapture of the church. It's not about 666. It's not about Antichrist coming. This is about the moment that the Lord calls his church home. So yes, the rapture's in the Bible, and Terry's going to tell us about it right now. Sure. Yeah, there, there, that's actually two questions people don't realize. It. The actual word rapture, uh, for many years, in my early years, studying uh, our blessed hope, that's Titus 2.13, uh, people would say to me, of course, you realize the word rapture is not in the Bible. And these were people who were talking about our blessed hope. And um, so I would, you know, wonder, so I got studying, and sure enough, I found it in uh, Jerome's Latin Vulgate, in uh, the late fourth century as he was translating from the Greek into the uh, local language of Rome. It was the Church of Rome, which was transitioning into uh, what is today known as the Roman Catholic institution. They hadn't gotten there yet, but they were on their way. Anyway, and he was commissioned to translate from the Greek into the local language so they would have something to look at and read, etc. And when he got to 1 Thessalonians 4, 17, which is the where our blessed hope is described by Paul to the Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 17, uh, the phrase 
caught up in the English, in the Greek, is the word harpazo. Um, he translated it into the word, the Latin word, rapiamur, R-A-P-I-E-M-U-R, uh, which is in the title of my book, uh, Blast Off Rapiamur. Um, so the word is uh, integral to the teaching of our blessed hope, uh, and it is uh, in existence. I tease people when they say it's not in the Bible. I say it's in about a billion of them. Right. Now, now I'm, I'm going supporting... to stop you for just Go one ahead. second. Go I right don't ahead. want you to lose Go your ahead. thought. I don't want you to lose train of thought. We've talked about That's this. That's real Bible. easy to do. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> we know, have discussed this, this presentation tonight a little bit in advance because there's several things that we want to get across here. And I want to make it clear that uh, in, later in this broadcast, I'm going to tell you that if you have heard the gospel of Jesus Christ and you do not accept him before the rapture of the church, your fate may very well be sealed. Now, we, Terry and I are going to debate this, but I have scripture and I invite you to stick around. This is extremely important. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior, if you're thinking, I'm going to wait until after the rapture of the church, you better listen to this broadcast carefully. And you better listen to the scripture that I'm going to quote. Terry, you're back. Go ahead. Yeah, so so the word rapture is uh, legitimate. Now, going to the actual prophecy itself, our blessed hope, uh, again, Titus 2.13, uh, yes, it's absolutely, the scriptures are replete with passages, uh, verses referenced by Jesus himself, uh, and by which is a controversy unto itself. Uh, so I go into that in the in the book about how Jesus talks about the rapture and so forth, quoting exact verses verbatim, etc. Uh, but anyway, so that's where that is. And then of course there's Paul, there's Peter, there's James, there's uh, Jude. Uh, so there are a number of places, uh, and there are some places that are kind of uh, is hidden. Uh, in the Old Testament, in the Tanakh, uh, which uh, prophets are um, being given a vision of something that's going to happen, which of course is, uh, and there's even the example of Enoch in Genesis, uh, when he gets, uh, for all intents and purposes, raptured. So the teaching itself uh, and the action and the prophecy and the reality of the uh, rapture is completely scripturally solid right now you know uh people uh, debate when the rapture will occur whether it will happen before uh the tribulation period whether it happens at the midway point uh or if it happens after uh the tribulation has come to an end and we have covered that on previous shows and we've kind of laid out why the pre-tribulation rapture is what one should believe be, if, if you read the Bible, you know, if you read it in its entirety, uh, I mean, I, again, I encourage you guys to, to get Terry's book as well because it, it really breaks it down. But the Bible pretty much makes it clear, doesn't it, Terry, that the, uh, that the rapture of the church occurs before the tribulation period? Absolutely. And I want to throw in a commendation to you, Joel, uh, on, on radio and so forth uh, so that people understand you were one of the very first people who fully and 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 uh, properly understood 
that my book focuses uh, not on before, not on after, but on the actual very moment. And right. so let's go back to the question about when. Um, I tease people about that. When you see people say it's going to be on this day or in this season or whatever, they're going against Jesus' very own words because he said no one knows. No one right. knows the day. Right. No one knows the hour. But going back to the when, that doesn't finish answering the question when. Because the reality is, I always tell people, uh, the rapture is going to be faster than any of us can even imagine. Right. Now, and the important thing to remember, the rapture is not going to happen in a week or a month or a year or two months or whatever. The rapture is actually scheduled according to Scripture, and it's all in there in my book. It's going to happen on the day that must be called, guess what? Today. Right. Because right. all of the references that you look at are referring to the immediate moment, the present tense. Right. So well, let, let me let me again jump yeah, in ahead. because okay. I'm, I yeah. want to make this clear because, you know, you have said that on numerous occasions, yeah. uh, the day that must be called today. And some people get agitated at that. So I yes. want I want to break this down to where people will understand why Terry says that. Okay, I think this is a very, very important point. The rapture, I mean, everything that happens must be on a day that called that is called today. No doubt about that. We're not trying to debate that point. But here's the deal: it can't have happened yesterday because we're here and we're talking about it. And if it's going That's to right. happen tomorrow, we don't, you know, we don't need to worry about that either. The Lord tells us to look at what is going to happen now. That tomorrow has its own worries. The, the Bible is clear on that. Now, right now, in this present moment, we call today, guess what? Today. So that means that when the rapture occurs, it will happen today. If it happened yesterday, sorry, you're out of luck. And it's not going to happen. Yeah, and it's not going to happen tomorrow because let's be, you know, I've heard this all my life and it really applies. Tomorrow never comes. You know, you're always, right. you're always looking at what might happen tomorrow, but tomorrow never comes. We're always dealing with today. Now, that may have confused people more. I don't know, but I don't care. I'm telling you why Terry uses on a day that must be called today, because it must be called today, and it will happen on a day that must be called today. Okay, Terry, I'm sorry I probably broke your train of thought all to pieces, but no. I'm going to shift it back. No, that's right. I don't even have a train. But anyway, um, no, here's the deal on this. I'm glad you laughed. I thought it was funny. But anyway, um, here's the deal. The reason where I came to arrive at this description of today is because I discovered, I was amazed to find out in doing the study, that there are 51 references to our blessed hope. And in those references, the word hope is more clearly translated anticipation and uh, the reason from the Greek and I think the reason they translated it into into hope is because even if you go back in the several centuries before Darby they say Darby's the one that started it all and he didn't uh, I have a friend dr. Uh, William um, uh, I'll get his name in a minute it's I'm thinking <laughs> so much on my mind is really but uh, he he's written a book and it's chock full of the preachers and Christians uh, in the three or four centuries before 
uh, Darby that we're teaching and studying and talking about the rapture. So please, if you hear somebody say, oh, Darby back in the 17th century, he's the one, uh, or 18th century, he's the one that started up. No, they're not even close, right. okay? okay. Uh, but going back to this question about the anticipation, when you see everything written in the present tense, and you see they're talking, as an example, John says in 1 John 3, 3, those who have this hope, in them purify themselves even as he is pure how many christians have you met who talk about battling sin how many christians maybe all of them mm -hmm. okay we all we you know i i, I promise you i'm never going to get angry and in two seconds i get angry okay oh. so that, and that's so so when we say oh well, we don't sin anymore we're lying to ourselves that's why god made the provision for us to be able to confess our sins as we go along and he forgives us and as he forgives us he gives us more strength in order to fight the battle against evil and so forth and so on okay but all right now to, i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna break in again and this is only because of time terry because uh, right. we're, we're going to continue this discussion by the way we're going to continue this this is so important that we're going to dedicate a couple of shows to it is this to me this is extremely important i'm going to go back to matthew and you remember from matthew 24 we've already talked about the wars that were prophesied we've talked about the rumors of wars we've talked about the pestilences such as the covid 19 and that type of thing or or this new monkey pox whatever you name it we have discussed pestilences we have discussed the earthquakes that are present and they're becoming more and more. Um, we have discussed the famines, and even the United Nations says that famine is going to become worse and worse throughout 2022 and 2023. Again, a fulfillment of prophecy. But now I want mm -hmm. to move on, and this is the first time in this discussion. I told you all that this may be, uh, there may be some discussion, there may be some debate. We may not think exactly alike on that. That's okay. Okay? You do your own research. Use the Bible, because that's what I'm using. Okay? Amen. So, anyway, in Matthew 24, verse 9, it says, Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Now, I'm taking this quite literally. When I say this, if you look at Matthew 24, verse 9, it says, then they will deliver you up to tribulation. It does not say through. And I think this is an important point when it comes to the rapture of the church, because the Lord tells us we as Christians will not go through the rapture. So I think that this, the way this is worded, the, the tribulation, I'm sorry, yes, that Christians will not go through the tribulation period, that they will be taken away, that they will be caught up, that they will they will be raptured before the tribulation begins. And again, I'm pointing specifically to verse 9 of chapter 24, where it says, then they will deliver you up to tribulation. I believe that that is there intentionally that if it was not, it would have said through. That is simply my first point 
My very first point here, Terry, what is your impression of that? Um, because there are many different, you know, I quote from over 25 different Bibles. I, my, my main Bible is the King James period. And that came from uh, the New King but, James, by the way. And, and, and by the way, I have very good words for the New King James. They actually captured rapture in certain verses better than the King James by using words that are more clearly translated from the right. Greek. And again, I think that goes back to the controversies over the rapture that caused them over the years to, to, to do what they've done. But um, going back to it then, um, in, in verse 9, um, as an example, it says in mine, and this is the, um, this is just the King James. It says, mm -hmm. they will deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, etc." Now, mm -hmm. uh, this particular kind of thing has been happening all the way through the centuries, through Agreed. the millennium. I agree. It's been happening up to, and, and is happening as we speak, sadly. Uh, across the world, and in some cases, it's beginning to come into America, right. and it and it may advance greatly. So, my thought is, in terms of this, um, this is a good verse to understand that God's word comes true. Um, as far as this being attributed specifically to the tribulation itself, um, I wouldn't object to you saying that. Uh, again, I haven't gotten that far. I haven't had a chance. One of the things I've discovered in my studies is if you can't just break a verse down from the original languages and so forth, you're getting on thin ice. Right. Okay. And I, I agree so, with I, I agree with that 100. percent I'm simply saying I'm taking the New King James Version literally. So yes. Uh, yes. Again. Um, the, the Bible says not one, what is it, not one jot and tittle. Um, exactly. So, Jesus. so Right. So I'm taking it quite literally. Now, does that mean mm -hmm. that I can, that I'm 100% right? No. Does it mean I'm 100% wrong? No. It means that it is my opinion. It is not, mm -hmm. it is not my personal interpretation. I break that. I always say that. I am not trying to put in my personal interpretation of the Bible that I'm not permitted to do. I am permitted to have an opinion. And that is my opinion that in Matthew 24, 9, it gives a strong hint that Christians will not be here for the tribulation. Now, I promised people, Terry, that I was going to answer a very specific question. And that is yep. whether or not the uh, those left behind that choose, mm -hmm. they, they say, okay, you know, I'll wait. If, if, if the rapture really happens, then I'll accept Jesus Christ. Well, I kind of told you in the last show, you know, if, if, you, if you're not strong enough to accept him now when you don't have a gun pointed at you or a bomb or whatever, you know, that uh, if, if you're not strong enough now, how will you be when that actually happens to you and you have to either deny Jesus Christ or die? But there's more important, there's nothing more important to it. I actually have some information here that is taken from Liberty Gospel Tracks. And they answer the question about after the rapture has already taken place, they say, will there be another chance for those who do not receive the mark of the beast or are beheaded? 
And here's the answer, and this is also my opinion. This is what I'm talking about right here. Do you not mm -hmm. remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteousness, deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie that they all may be con condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Now that verse states very, very clearly in verse 11, and for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. And listen to this in verse 12, that they all, doesn't say some, doesn't say most, it says that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So Terry, that brings me to my final point of what is this restrainer? Who is this restrainer? We know the answer to that as the Holy Spirit. Okay? Absolutely. Now, can, we now, go, can we go back to the verse? Can you put it back up on the screen? I certainly can. Did you do that? There you because go. Because we can discuss this. There you go. Good. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. I was simply going to say that the great restrainer is the Holy Spirit. And I'm, I'm going to try to put this in terms that people that may not believe a word of the Bible may understand. And that is you've got two little voices talking to you in every decision that you make, right? You've got somebody telling you, this is the right thing to do. It's hard. It's tough. I don't want to do that. That's, you know, it's too difficult or it's too embarrassing or whatever. But that's called your conscience or that's what you think it is anyway. You think it's your conscience. On the other side, you've got, oh, well, you know, you can get away with that. You can do that. It's okay. You'll get over it. Don't worry. Everything's going to be fine. That's Satan talking to you. Now, I want you to imagine a world where they don't have the good voice because the good voice is the Holy Spirit. The bad voice is Satan. That, again, my opinion, Terry, but I think I'm right. Yeah, I don't have any argument with that. Um, if we can have the verse back, I want to look at a couple of things on that. Okay. Um, Go ahead. And there's absolutely no fault with what you're saying when you say they all, okay? However, let's back up and let's look at it. it says, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish. Now watch this. Those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth right. that they might be saved. Uh, for this reason, God will send them strong delusion. Who? The ones who would not accept the truth. They're going to get sent the strong delusion. In other words, right now, we have a certain ability to see truth and lie. Uh, and that's everybody on the planet. You have a certain ability to do that. God is going to remove that during the tribulation. Not He's not going to remove it from people who believe. Right. Because there are going to be multitudes right. that are going to get saved during the tribulation. But he's going to, people that are hard against it, 
he's going to say, you know what? There's not, you're not going to have any more struggles. Okay. You're I'm going to, okay. I've, I've got to break in. Go I've got to break Go in ahead. because we're down to a minute and 30 seconds. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, and what I'm saying is, is yes, I agree with you and I disagree with you at the same time. I strongly believe if you have heard the gospel of Jesus Christ and you have not accepted him at the time of the rapture, you, you're out of luck. You don't get a second chance. That's my opinion, okay? But I mm -hmm. hold it by that verse because the Lord says all. It makes it clear it's all. Now, but will there, will there, and we're going to talk about this again. Yes. Will there be people saved after the rapture? Yes. And if by chance the rapture has occurred, and I'm saying this on purpose, if the rapture has already occurred and you see things going bad right now, you've seen people disappear, you see all the, a lot of chaos and you don't know what's happening and you've never read the Bible, I hope this video survives. And I hope you watch it because there's hope for you. All you've got to do is accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. If you have not heard the gospel yet and you're hearing it right now for the first time, listen to this video over and over and over again because all you've got to do is accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Let Tell God, I'm a sinner. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please forgive me of my sins. I know Christ died for me. I know he rose from the grave. I know he's ascended. Now he's taken this church. Please. We're going to talk about it more on Thursday. Amen. I hope. Good night. <laughs> and God bless. Thanks again for joining us today for the Last Christian Radio Show. And be sure to tune in every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday from 7.30 to 8 p.m. Central Time right here on Revelation Radio. And don't forget to join us every Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m. Central for The Last Christian Podcast, now available on all major podcast platforms and at www.lastchristian.net. Until the trumpet sounds.